section thirty eight of the glory of the conquered this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by kathleen the glory of the conquered by susan glaspell patchwork quilts and now that the first ten minutes had passed he felt anew the futility of his errand his first look into her face made him certain he might better have remained in chicago the thing which cut off all approach was that she too had done some work on the surface it seemed to him as he sat there in utter silence that he had been brutal not alone to her heart but to his own that he asked too much not only of her command but of his he had come to talk of ernestine and the future the things about him drew him overmasteringly to karl and the past she had taken him to her little sitting-room upstairs forced to do so because the fire downstairs had gone out he understood now why it was she had faltered so in asking him to come up here here was karl's big chair many things from their library at home it was where she lived with her past she wanted no one here she would make no attempt at helping him she sat there in silence her face white almost stern in her aloofness it was as though she were trying to hold herself from the consciousness of his presence he too remained silent for he was filled with the very things against which he had come to protest it was karl who was very close it was the thoughts of karl's life which filled him his heart had never been so warm for his friend his appreciation had never been so great as now karl and all that karl meant had never been so close and so dear and the words he finally said to ernestine words of passionate tenderness spoken in utter unconsciousness of how far he had gone from his purpose were i do not believe any of us half appreciated karl startled she gave him a long strange look no dr parkman very low neither do i i have been looking into it since i wanted to throw karl's results to the right man he was head and shoulders above them all there was a slow closing of her eyes but she was not shrinking from him now this the kind of hurt she was able to bear if he had been left to work out his life but he stopped brought suddenly to a sense of how far he had lost himself she too saw it dr parkman with a smile which put him far from her this is what you came to say you think i need any incitement you needn't dr parkman with rising passion you needn't every time i leave this room two things are different i have more love for karl more hate for his destroyers and those two passions will feed upon me to the end of my life instinctively he put out a protesting hand it was too plain that it was as she said more love for karl more hate for his destroyers she repeated it with a passionate steadfastness as though it comprehended the creed of her life his destroyers he faltered what do you mean by that and she answered with a directness before which dissembling and evasion crumbled away read the answer in your own heart and if you cannot look into your own heart she went on unsparingly 
if your own heart has been shut away so long that it is closed even to yourself then look into your looking-glass and read the answer there let the gray hairs in your own head the lines in your own face yes the words of your own mouth tell you what you would know of carl's destroyers he drew his lips in that way of his one side of his face twitched uncontrollably he had come to reach her soul reach it if must be through channels of suffering he had not thought of her reaching his like this but she could not stop and if you want to know what i have gone through look back to what you have gone through yourself then make some of those hours just as much stronger as love is stronger than friendship and perhaps you can get some idea of what it has been to me he was dumb before that putting it that way there was not a word to say he saw now the real change it was more than hollow cheeks and eyes from which the light of other days had gone more than soft curves surrendered to grief and youth eaten out by bitterness it was a change at the root of things a great tide had been turned the other way but in the days when happiness softened her and love made it all harmonious he had never felt her force as he felt it now reach this turn this the moment brought new understanding of the paltriness of words it was she who spoke dr parkman looking at him with a keenness in which there was almost an affectionate understanding you did not say what you intended to say when you came into this room you intended to speak of me but the room swept you back to carl oh i know and it is just because you were swept back care like this that i am going to tell you something doctor blinded with tears we never understood none of us ever knew what it meant to carl to be blind after after he had gone i found something in this book reaching over to carl's copy of faust i found a letter a very long letter carl wrote in those last few days when he was there alone i found it the day i went out to the library alone the day before they broke it up oh doctor what it told i want you to know but she could not go on when she raised her head the fierce light of hate was burning through the tears can you fancy how i hate the light can you fancy with what feelings i wake in the morning and see it come light from which carl was shut out which he craved like that and could not have do you see how it symbolizes all those other things taken from him and me he talked of another light light he must gain for himself light which the soul must have and carl was longing for the very light i was ready to bring he would have believed in it turned to it eagerly the letter shows that do you wonder that there is nothing but darkness in my soul that i want nothing else look at carl's life always cut off just this side of achievement every battle stopped right in the hour of victory made great only to have his greatness buffeted about like held up for sport i will say it in fierce response to his protesting gesture it's true he tried to speak but this was far too big for words which did not come straight from the soul do you want to know what i am doing now she laughed and none of it had told as much as that laugh revealed i am making patchwork quilts can you fancy anything more worthless in this world than a patchwork quilt cutting things up and then sewing them together again and making them uglier in the end 
than they were in the beginning do you know anything more futile to do with life than that well that's where my life is now my aunt had begun some and i am finishing them up and once once but the sob in her voice gathered up the words he wanted to speak then that sob brought her nearer but she went on i sit sewing those little pieces together a foolish thing to do but one must be doing something and as i think how useless it is there comes the thought of whether it is any more useless than all the other things in life is it any more useless than surgery for can a great surgeon save his best friend is it any more useless than science for can science do anything for her own is it any more useless than ambition and purpose and hope for does not fate make sport of them all is it any more useless than books for can books reach the hearts which need them most is it any more useless than art for does art reach realities is it any more useless than light for can light penetrate the real darkness is it she wavered quivered she had been talking in low quick voice her eyes fixed on something straight ahead as though reading her words out there before her and now as she held back and he saw what she saw and could not say he asked for her slowly is it any more useless than love End of patchwork quilts